And now, back to the music. Kaya 959. Sounds to uplift. Sounds to uplift. And inspire on the World Show with Nikki B. Yes, it is the World Show. And you know... I've been listening to this man, Sven van Hees, I don't know, since uh, the early 90s. I came across some of his sounds and compilations, and I've been listening ever since. I've been a very big fan. So it was with great delight that I had the opportunity to uh, chat with Sven and uh, learn out more about uh, learn more about his background, his process of making music and uh, a whole lot more. Also of course about his uh, new album Airflow which is taking the world by storm. So speaking to Sven, I wanted to know when it all started, when and how. Well, it, all, it actually started from the moment my mom gave birth to me, I think. <laughs> um, when I was a child, when I was seven or eight years old, um, my mother gave me an allowance to buy candy. And I always came back with records, 45 uh, RPM records instead of candy. And I can still remember my mom telling me, like, what are you going to do with all those records? You know, why don't you spend it on candy or some important things for your age? And I was already obsessed with music. I can still remember one of the first um, singles, vinyl singles that I bought was Le Freak by Chic. I was absolutely mesmerized by that track. And from that moment on, I started buying records. Later on, I, I went over to 12-inch uh, full albums as well. And then at a certain point, I was uh, going on holiday to Spain. And when I came back from Spain, I discovered a radio station in Antwerp, which was actually a pirate radio station. And they were advertising like, yes, we're looking for young DJs and we're looking for DJs to join our new radio station. And I actually applied back then. I was 14 years old at that time. And they accepted me. They said like, come on, come on in. You can do a show for one hour. It was on a Sunday night. It was uh, the show, I, I gave it the name Knockout for some weird reason. I don't, I don't know why I could pick that. And the music I was listening to back then, it was like the very early Azimut stuff, the Brazilian jazz funk uh, band. Grover Washington Jr., Michael Franks, that kind of like, back in the day they called it smooth jazz. And I also listened to a lot of funk music, like, like Midnight Star, Brass Construction, those kind of bands. So the first episode was on a Sunday and I got picked up by the, the radio station. They said like, hey, this is good, you know, why don't you do it on a regular basis every week? And then the, the boss of the radio station, he listened to my first show and he was so charmed with what I was doing. So he asked me if I could produce his show. So that was like the big, big entry for me. And then afterwards, I really made name in Antwerp on that uh, pirate station. I'm jumping a couple of years now. We were 1984 back in the day. And it was a radio show called Liaison Dangereuse in Antwerp. And that featured like very, very early electronic music. Uh, it was more 
new wave kind of bass music that they played on on that show. Also like Fela Kuti, stuff like that, which was really in advance at that time in Antwerp. And I started producing that show because I was asked by the, the presenter Paul Ward at that time. And that show kind of exploded on the radio. I'm talking pre-internet now. Yeah, I was playing vi only vinyl back in the day. I, uh, I didn't buy CDs until I think 1990. That was the early beginning that I, I was really a vinyl junkie. I still am. I mean, I got my whole collection here in the, in the, in the back. But at that time, I was just play, playing vinyl. And the show got so popular. And that's how I made my DJ name, more or less. Slowly, people started asking me to start playing in clubs. I was 15, 16 years back then. So I picked up the, the, the club scene back then. And then I evolved all the time through as a DJ with the club music, you know, the in the beginning, the house music, the early acid stuff, the Chicago house scene. I picked up those records, played them on the radio. Um, afterwards, I just went to Soulful House. But the whole time I kept listening to jazz and, and, and chill out music while I was actually DJing up-tempo music. And I never left that, that scene. And at a certain point, uh, they asked me, because the radio show was that popular in Antwerp, they said, like, maybe it's an idea if you can come into the studio, we have a recording studio, and you sit there and you give some information to the producer, like how you would like the record to, to, to sound and, and stuff like that. And I did that for the first time. I just sat, sat in the back. The only thing I did actually was I gave six samples. I wanted to loop this. I didn't know anything about music, you know. In the beginning, I thought like, you can only press the white keys or the black keys. Otherwise, it's going to be horrible. So I, I didn't know anything about music production or music in generally. And it was a store called USA Import Music. And I was fascinated by, by that. I was looking at the guy at the computer and I was thinking to myself, I need to get into this, you know, I need to learn how to produce records myself. So I actually locked myself up in that studio for three months. I, I asked them like, is the studio free? Can I go in? And we're like, sure, go for it, you know. And after three months, I finally was able to record my own song, which is what, which was like really basic. You know, it wasn't a, like a huge production. It was Technoid, I Love You. It was sort of like a, an up-tempo house record back in the day. And I started producing from then on. And that's actually the beginning. That's how I started being a, a record producer. Global Groove on the World Show with Nicky B. playing in a club in Belgium called La Roca and I was playing music back there it was still at that point it was the early acid house the early house stuff Marshall Jefferson Richie Rich that kind of music 
And I was approached by uh, two guys and they said like, listen, we're going to Ibiza and we're go going to open a club. And we re really like your style. We want you to play back uh, for us. And they just had, I was thinking to myself, I just did my military service, which back in the day was uh, mandatory in Belgium. And I thought to myself, this is like a dream come true. So I went to the owners of the La Roca club and I said to them, like, listen, I got this opportunity. I can be a resident DJ in a club in the Ibiza. And they said to me, go for it. You have to take this opportunity. Just go. We'll, we'll look for another DJ. How long do you need? Two weeks. Okay, we'll find another one in two weeks. Have a good journey. I came to the island and... The, the owners of the club actually wanted me to play New Beat, which was like in 1988, was still a thing here in Belgium, which was like delayed uh, new wave music. And I came to the, to the island and I thought to myself, before I start playing here, I have to check out the competition. And I went to Pasha for the first time and my eyes just popped out. I was like, man, this is, they were playing Todd Terry, the early stuff. Was Sueño Latino, Derek May, Strings of Life, those kind of records. And I was like, man, forget about the new beat. I'm going to play this kind of music over here. And then uh, at that time, I wasn't really into chill out music yet, like I am at this moment. I mean, Café del Mar already existed, but I never visited Café del Mar or, or any of the, of the Balearic scene back then. It was only when I came back Um, that I started slowly getting into that vibe. But for me, the experience was, you can imagine, I was 18 years old. I, I spent six months on Ibiza. I mean, the experience of a lifetime for, for, for a beginning DJ. <laughs> so that was sort of like the, the beginning of my international travels, travels, let's say. Global Group on the World Show with Nikki B. Jump around, they like that. I came back from, from Ibiza and I started playing that. Uh, I still had a radio show. Somebody replaced me while I was in Ibiza. And when I came back, I started playing like that kind of mu music. And the music in the house music started evolving towards ambient house, which was like Sueño Latino, 808 State, Pacific State, those kind of records. It was also a record I remember by the grid flotation, which was like really down tempo. And I started to go back to my roots, more or less. And also in the studio, I switched label from USA Import. I went to Ghent and I uh, started up a label called Global Cuts with a Dutch DJ, DJ Remy from uh, Den Haag in, in Holland. And I can still remember, I recorded a track in 1996 called Tabla Rasa, which was like 
It could actually be on one of my new albums. It was actually very down-tempo, chill-out lounge. And the owner of the, of the label, Renat van der Papelier, he said to me, like, listen, this is not the style that we really want to do. Uh, we want to have up-tempo music. And that's when I left the label. And I told myself, like, okay, this, this is what I want to do. I want to produce this kind of music. Because as a producer, you, you evolve, you know? You, you want to do new things. You, you get a lot more technical. Um, yeah, you know how to put a record together. It doesn't just have to be four to the floor and a nice sequence and finished. I wanted to dig deeper. And then I went to the Miami Music Conference in 1989 uh, with a friend of mine, Monte LaRue, which you probably know. He also produces uh, chill-out music. And we were driving at the Florida Keys and we put on a radio station. It was called Love 93, Smooth Jazz Love 93. And they were playing all those records from my childhood, like Michael Franks, Lonnie Liston Smith, Azimuth, that kind of stuff. And I told him like, man, I really want to record an album with that sound, but with updated beats. I'm going to lock myself again up in the studio and I'm going to produce an album. And that's when I made Gemini, the album. I was walking around, shopping everywhere to, to, to get the record sold. So I want somebody to release the record. And then I came in Ghent with a company called News and they said to us like, okay, we think it's going to be something, we're going to put it out. And before you know it, like within half a year, the thing exploded throughout the planet. It went on 250 compilations worldwide. Every country was interested in licensing the track. So that was sort of like the beginning of the launch. Sven Van Hees. Sounds to uplift. Sounds to uplift. And inspire on the World Show with Nikki B.
Remember that one? It was a big hit on the world show way back when it was released and beyond in uh, 2009. Into the Sunshine featuring Femke. Of course, he is Sven van Hees. I finally have the pronunciation of his name correct. So it's always good to meet the artists. You see, it's not just the vernacular South African languages that I stand to be corrected on. Sven van Hees. And before that, underneath his vocals, you are listening to... uh, Ocean Jive and Tsunami Inside My Soul, uh, both on his epic album, Gemini, the album that truly made a difference and still does. Yes, absolutely honored to be speaking to this uh, master producer and, uh, yeah, and to hear out more about his music and the making of it on the world show. One of the beautiful things about Sven's music is its global feel. I wanted to know more. I've always been fascinated with, with, with cultures, foreign cultures. I mean, I, I travel a lot. I try to travel every year. I try to travel at least two times and explore new territories. And every, everywhere I go, I pick something up. If I go to the Bahamas, I pick something up of the local music back there. If I go to, to Bali, you know, it, it's, it's through traveling you get inspired. And the music I make, it's actually more or less a diary of my experiences abroad. That's how I would de- define my music. I got my roots, you know, the, the bands we've been talking about, but I keep on adding new infra- new stuff to that, new, new influences, more or less. And the funny thing is, like, always when, when I'm talking to people, they're always a little bit surprised that I'm born in Belgium and that I live in Belgium because they always tell me the same thing like you, your music has this global feel it sounds really warm and when I tell them like in winter time it can get like minus 15 degrees over here 
it's kind of difficult for them to comprehend. Like, uh, how can you create that stuff in your studio? That's the beauty of having a, a bigger imagination, I, I guess. <laughs> Global Groove on the World Show with Nikki B.
started the label was when I made Gemini, I made a follow-up called Calypso, the second album. Because the music exploded worldwide, I got to know the money side of the business, which was actually a lot of people approached me and they wanted to have the publishing. And I'm not going into details because it's a very negative story. But in the end, I lost the masters to those two records. And I lost like at least 50% of the publishing to those records. And I was thinking to myself, well, that's not fair. You know, I made these, these records in my home studio. I just put it to them. It's not like they gave me money to to record the records. I invested all my, my, my lifetime savings in it. How is it possible that I can lose that record? You know, that I lose the masters. And I thought to myself, like, maybe I should give it a try and start releasing music myself which was in 2005, that's what I did. I recorded my my first track with uh, a Dutch singer called Lex Impress. The track was called The Sun Goes Down. And that was the first time that I released music for myself. And the label, I, I was really very close with uh, the California label Naked Music. I don't know if you if you know the, the, the label. It was a really big deep house label, uh, early 2000. Uh, the owner of the label is he's, he's still is one of my best friends. He now works at Apple Music in, in America. Um, and he told me like in the beginning, it was like, man, you have to release your own music, keep your rights, keep everything to yourself. I'm going to leave Naked Music, but I'm going to start working for a company called iTunes, which was like brand new at that time. And he said like, yeah, and he told me like, I think it's going to be really important if you keep all your rights, because then you have your digital rights. And I think that's going to be the future. And the funny thing was, I I, I was uh, his friend. I was one of the few people that really cheered him on and said like, yeah, man, you have to do that. Because all the other artists at Naked Music, they were releasing vinyl and they weren't really fond of that digital story, you know? And I, I told him like, yeah, maybe it's going to be the future. So we have this unbreakable bond up until day, up until this day, you know, uh, like that. And the reason why I called the label Your Lips was like, I was always mesmerized by Naked Music, by the logo and uh, the, the artwork of the label. And at that time, I got to know the mother of my child, Bo, uh, we've been in a relationship now for a really long time. And one of the reasons why I, st- I remember one of the first things that struck me when I met her were, were her lips. She has the most beautiful lips, the most sensual lips. That's the reason why I call my label Your Lips. Oh, 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 
honest, the, the, the record that everybody keeps speaking about to me is the Gemini album from 99. Because that may, that was really early. The sound was very uh, original at that time. And that was like, like it was pre just that moment when the internet started taking off. So people have a f very fond memory about this. A lot of people, I, I keep up until the, this day, I keep getting emails from, I made my son or my daughter on your music. Your music was my soundtrack for years where, while I was traveling. And I've thought to myself like, man, I want to go back to that time. I mean, not to 1999, but I want to go back to that sound. Because when, when, when you're always DJing, etc., you have a daughter, life takes over. And you sort sometimes you forget about what is really important to yourself. You know, sometimes you lose yourself in, 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 in what just because you're living life. And I told myself, what was the thing I did when I recorded Gemini? And that was really, I secluded myself from everybody. And I did the same thing with Airflow. I put, I closed the door. I didn't phone any friends. What's Sven doing? He's working on his album. And I locked myself up for half a year. I put all the videos which I recorded throughout my voyages throughout the planet from year, over, over years. And I just put them on the background and said like, okay, that, that time I went to Bali, that time I went to the Maldives when I was a resident DJ back there. And I started like letting it all flow through my head and started producing the, the album. To be honest to you, there are two African music inspired tracks, but I've never been to Africa. That's the only the only continent which is still on my on my bucket list. Global groups on the world you are with Nikki B.
from Sven van Hayes. The album is latest airflow. And in fact, he was so happy to hear that it is a hit on the world show. And we spoke about his appreciation of African music and uh, how much he loves Ethiopian music. Uh, I do too, you know that. I'm Nikki B, chatting to Sven van Hayes. And before that, in and out of the voice you heard, Beaver Fever, also of Airflow and a couple of his uh, 2019 albums, Svense. Uh, you heard Walk on Water and the title track, Svense, as well. I'm Nikki B. We're going to continue the feature on the World Show right after this. We all have questions about the state of our country and we need answers in a series of town halls hosted by Point of View with Pimelo Modene. You will get an opportunity to pose these burning questions to relevant parties such as Jobic Water, Brandwater, Eskom, City Power and the ministers. It's time to hold them to account. The municipality is failing us. Service delivery is very poor. There's no service delivery at all. Through these sessions, the mark you make on your ballot paper in 2024 will be an informed decision. The first session will take place on the 20th of November at Kaya House under the theme Water Crisis. Book your town hall seat today on kaya959.co.za. Kaya959. For the people on the street, on the air. I am the guy who grew up hungry for more than just food. I'm the one who saw the chance to cook up a better life. Then we started serving Kasi food out of a pub in Shawelo. <sighs> then 2020 hit. Yazin, but we didn't go down. We built something new. I am Eugene Mabasa. And Promise We, we are, are co-owners of Carrot Gang Food. I am grinding. I am growing. I, I am still. still.
Amstel, not for persons under the age of 18. Enjoy responsibly. Feel good. Feel good. What were the nicknames you gave to your teachers? Principal, maybe as well. You know you're a wrong word. Mara. School times were fun times. We used to have this mess teacher, Anempanda, and so, and he was so tall that you will see Impanda Asatamgale. We used to call him Ujo Suato. You've got an uncle in the furniture business. Teacher began Fundisa in geography. Began Asimusha. She actually looked like. With Andy Makondoana, 12 to 3 p.m., Monday to Friday, on Kaya 959. What's your flavor? Summer flavor. Summer flavor. On the street, on the air. Sounds to uplift, to uplift and inspire on the World Show with Nikki B. Tonight's featured artist, Sven van Hees. And uh, now we're going to be exploring the album Airflow. It really is uh, taking the world by storm. I think it's going to be as big, if not bigger than Gemini. And we're going to be looking at certain tracks of the album. Um, but first... We were talking about music and uh, the unifying power of these global sounds. That's what I love. You know, it's, it's like uh, I record these things. I'm sitting here in Belgium. I can switch a camera. I'm not going to do it, but it's raining right now. It's gray. It's cloudy. It's a depressive atmosphere. But once I put on the music and uh, it switches, you know, you go into your own dream world and that's what i keep doing throughout life it, uh, that's the power of music music elevates your mind you can you can have your own video in your head while listening to music
Kawasaki is to me I was um, listening a lot to um, old records old records soul records I was listening to a lot of soul when I was making Airflow the early early soul and I remember there was one track from Bobby Womack which I was listening to uh, across 110th Street it's always been one of my favorites and I thought to myself oh wow I really want to have that atmosphere in a track and through sheer luck I was able to find a sample on a, that, with a vocal which actually reminded me of Bobby Womack he, he had that same raw element in, 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 his, in his voice and I just started looping the vocal and that's the great thing with me if I, I loop the music starts playing in my head and the music that I want to produce starts playing in my head. I think like, oh, I hear this bass line needs to go on there. Second of all, I think to myself like, mm, I need a, a second vocal. Maybe I can sample like a really sweet voice, a female vocal. I add that to it. And I keep on adding layers and layers. And in the end, I have all my ingredients and then I start making the mix. And with, with the Kawasaki thing, it was uh, at that time, I made the demo while I was in the Dominican Republic. And the title of the track actually, it was, uh, I was we were driving from Punta Cana to Santo Domingo, which is the capital. And at a certain moment uh, to my right, I see a guy riding a motorcycle. And in the back, I see like he has this, this the luggage rack was filled with, with something really big. And I told my girlfriend, like, slow down. I want to see what, what's on his luggage, what is on his luggage rack. And it was actually tuna fish. That's how they exported the tuna fish towards the, towards the restaurants. And to me, it was like, he was driving a Kawasaki, a Kawasaki motorcycle. And I thought to myself, like, what a great way to export your meat or fish towards the restaurant. And that's why I, why I thought about cow, a cow, and a Kawasaki, Kawasaki. That's why the, where the title comes from. Global Groove on the World Show with Nikki B.
959. Yes, the track Kawasaki, not Kawasaki, Kaw as in Kaw. Kawasaki. He is Sven van Hees. The album's Airflow, and you also heard before that Mullet Proof also off the Airflow album. That one with a little bit of a rootsy reggae vibe. Yes, absolutely honored to be uh, chatting to a man that surely is one of the pioneers of Global House, and he's still going strong. Sven van Hees uh, with us on the World Show. The next track I'm going to play for you is also of Airflow, Airflow, and it is Sventennial. He's going to tell us more about it right here and now on the World Show. Centennial, that's a thing, that, that's a word. And it's just like a pun that I, that, that I, that I put on there, like Sven Centennial. When I, while I was making the Airflow album, to me, it's actually the second most favorite album that I ever produced for myself, personally. I mean, the Gemini album, I can never top that because it, it, it was a cult record back in the day. But with the Airflow album, I had the same feeling while I was making that album, personally, for myself. Like, this is a milestone for me in my career. And that's why I, I, I used the Sventennial, the pun. With the Airflow, the, 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 the name of the album and the title track, to me, it was sort of like, um, I was, before I started making the album, I was in a stage that I found most mu- new music that was released. It sounded too computery to me. I mean, I, uh, I make music with computer myself, but I still want some something organic in there. And to me, it was like, I just want to have the flow back again into the music, you know, because it's a problem. If you make music through the computer, at a certain point, you're just looking at data. And it's very difficult to stop stop looking at the data and start listening because you get obsessed with numbers and, and parameters and everything like that. So to me, it was like I need more airflow in the music. That's why I that's why I called the album Airflow. Like let, let's bring some airflow. Like let's bring some warm warmth and 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 good vibes back into the music. That's the title Airflow.
chybí. I think the thing that has changed is music in generally is um, it's more like a soundtrack to Instagram right now for a lot of people. If I talk to young people, they have a very different approach towards music than our generation. I think it's a lot of it has to do with the fact that now everything is available. If you want a track, you you hear a new track, you can download it instantly. I remember when I was 15 years old, I bought a lot of funk and, 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 and soul and disco from the United States, but I had to go to an import vinyl record store. And if you had a new record, sometimes you had to wait for it four weeks before you were able to put your hands on it. So you really cherished the music back then. I remember getting the record, smelling it, you know, the smell of vinyl. It's the same like entering in a Volkswagen Beetle from, from 1960. That certain smell, I can still smell it when I'm talking about it. It was much more like a journey to get that music. If you wanted to explore, I needed to take a plane to America and go there and look through the bins on the, on the second-hand stores uh, or, or buy music. So I think that the, the, the biggest uh, evolution has been that everything is available right now. And a lot of music, I think that that's probably why the value has a little, isn't that high anymore for a certain crowd of, of, of people. It's sort of like they don't have a lot of time anymore to put, everybody's busy, everybody's got a, a full job, everybody needs to work, take care of the family, they got Netflix, they got, you know, Disney Channel, they got so much entertainment right now that music starts getting like a, a smaller section of their lifetime, with the exception of people like you, me, and the people that, the fans that are still into the music. And I think that's the big, the biggest difference right now. Um, for the rest, for me, honestly, it hasn't changed that much. Uh, I've been obsessed when I, since, since I was seven with music. I'm still obsessed with music right, right now. Every week I'm on track source or beatport looking for those gems, you know, those pearls that nobody knows that I'm the, the first one or you think you're the, the first one that discovered the track. Um, I listen to a lot of old music. I keep That's the good thing about technology. On YouTube, sometimes I discover music that I think to myself, how is it possible that I didn't know this 25-year-old track? So you rediscover old music. That's the beauty of the technology side. Um, and I think also the new generation right now, I start feeling like people are getting back into it. They're, they're, they're taking more time to discover the music right now. The thing also is there's a lot of music, a lot of money involved with music and that changed the scene as well. I mean, and that's 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 the difference maybe earlier on. We were all really very, in the beginning we had to explore everything. Now it's getting more professional in a way, sometimes too professional. I mean, people just want to buy, sell tickets. Most of the time they, 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 they don't dig that deep anymore because they don't have the time, which is normal. It's normal. Yeah, that, that's how things go. Think, things go, you know. Um, not everybody has, not, not everybody's obsessed with music like us. So I can imagine like if you, if you want to throw a party and think to yourself, I'm going to make some money. What do you do? You go to 
Facebook or, or Instagram, who's got the most followers, are going to take that guy. You have that that sort of people. But on the other hand, you still have people that just want to hear the good music, that want to have DJs that dig deeper and... It's always going to be like that. I mean, it was sort of, it, it would have been naive for us to think that everything would have stayed the same like it was back in 1999. That's how things evolve. You know, it's a natural thing. And I'm sure like in other businesses, it's the same thing. So I think the most important thing is like, if, if you believe in yourself and you keep that spirit, you'll, you will attract the right people, which is why I'm talking to you right now, Nikki. <laughs> Ben Van Heers on the World Show. We're going to end the feature with the title track of his latest airflow. On the World Show with Nikki B. And of course, we have to get Sven to come and play in our country. What a beautiful producer. Love to hear him DJ live.
Maya 959, ending tonight's feature with the title track, Sven van Hees. Van Hees, Sven van Hees' album's Airflow. Actually had a message from Ningam one. He says, uh, is the guy talking right now, Sven? Absolutely. He is the Belgian producer, as you ask. And uh, he said, I think he narrated one of Daft Punk's songs. I'll have to check that with Sven. I'm sure he'll let me know. But uh, thank you for writing in. Also, Tita Pelo, thank you for saying that uh, you originally uh, thought uh, that uh, Into the Sunshine was your favorite song. But now you are just sold on uh, Svensai and, of course, Airflow and all of Sven's music. Thank you, Sven Farnese, for joining us and sharing uh, your sounds and your, uh, your thoughts with us on the World Show. From me, Nikki B, to you, whatever else you do this week, you know the drill, you know it. Yes, whatever else you do this week, make sure that you keep shining. Of course, keep it Kaya. Right now, you've got two hours of back-to-back music lounge compiled by our very own Franz Nare. Have a great week. Kaya 959. On the streets, on the air.